he's really stuck the stack sheet. Um, just another guy to, to keep an eye on who might uh, push TJ Watt for some recognition. But, yeah, as far as what's going on with the Steelers roster at the moment, it's a skeleton crew uh, for Ben Roethlisberger and, and what you know, could be his final game. You know, I, I guess that's almost fitting in a way. I mean, the way these last two seasons, really three if you count his own injury in 2019, there's just been so many guys in and out for this offense. It's been a reason that they've struggled to find consistency, no doubt. Um, it's going to be just a bizarre sight if he takes the field at, at M&T Bank Stadium. He's got you know, John LeGlue playing guard for him, Joe <laughs> Hag at pet tackle. He's throwing the ball to, like, Cody White and one of these guys on the, the practice squad. Like, I just saw somebody on Twitter ask, you know, who's the, who is Ben Roethlisberger's last? touchdown throw going to go to in the NFL. Mm. I, I guess it could be Deontay Johnson, considering he threw that to him on Monday night. Um, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, obviously you hope that's not the last one uh, because that would mean that he doesn't throw one this week against the Ravens, and it's pretty tough to win a football game when you don't throw a touchdown pass. But you look ahead and, you know, yeah, it could be Chase Claypool, could be James Washington. Um, you know, looking at it right now, if Deontay Johnson can't play, uh, could be like Anthony Miller or Steven Sims, which would just be so uh, so strange if, if that ends up being a piece of Ben Roethlisberger trivia. So, yeah, mm-hmm. right now, um, you know, this, this is a group that you know, they kind of carried Ben to a win on Monday night in his last home game, now setting up with a situation where he might have to carry them to a win in his last ever game. Now, I want to go to the defense side of the ball. Because oh, we're... really, most? I thought you were going to suggest maybe signing Mr. Big Chest for one last go around. Now, see, well, you'd, have to be you cut. you'd have to be cut first he, to he, sign he, him. He's still employed. That's the only problem. No, no, he's done now. You guys, you guys were coming back. You missed that they've officially released Antonio Brown in Tampa. His services are uh, available to mm. anybody, uh, you know, even a team that he well, set a bunch of records with and a quarterback he caught a bunch of touchdowns. Well, for the sake of conversation <laughs> and the, the, the sake of due diligence as a radio host with breaking news, Mr. Brian Becko, would you or would you not welcome the return of Mr. 84 Big Chess? Oh, no, you didn't. Come and, on. And, and, oh, and, come on. And, and show your work on your answer. It can't just be no. Or yes, show your work. Talk about it. Explain. Elaborate. Um, Please. I mean, as, as much as I want to say yes, because it would be so hilarious. Um, It'd be easy it, fodder it be, for the content. <laughs> yes, the, the content would be off the charts. Um, most of the time, hilarious also equates to ridiculous. Um, and, and that, of course, would be ridiculous. We don't even know if he's uh, going to get a chance from anybody in the NFL again at this point, and I, I can't imagine that the Steelers would uh, invite that sideshow when they're not only technically still in the, the hunt for the playoffs, but you know this is one more week that I think is going to kind of be all about Ben. Um, but boy, would it be, uh, would it be a juicy storyline, right? I mean, he's had plenty of great moments tied to, to number 84 against the Baltimore Ravens. I guess they'd have to go and get the jersey off of uh, Rico Buffy on the practice squad if they wanted to pull off a move like that. It's uh, it's fun to dream. Uh, maybe if it were a situation where, like, you know, the Steelers are 6-10 and 10 and they are officially eliminated and, you know, Ben's just going out there for one last hurrah, I would uh, I would entertain it in the slightest bit. But, uh, no, that's, uh, that's not going to happen. Did you still want to go to the defensive side of the football, Arthur? I Mons, actually or? did. Okay. But, you know, 
we'll, we'll continue on. Akella Witherspoon. Do you not, hold on, yeah. You gonna no, follow no. up on the A? Oh, come on, I, I didn't want to keep going about okay, the A B okay, stuff. Good, I was you. good I on it. I can already feel the mean tweets coming in. Yes, I was good on it. I, I, I was good yesterday. You know, day before yesterday, I was good. I'm just throwing. I know. It's the last that, week of the season. I yeah, I know. Come on. I was trying to hold it in the whole time when we were doing the intro. I was like, oh, now you're not gonna call him Mr. Uh, Mr. Big stuff. Mr. You know, big stuff. I said any other time it's just the big Listen, stuff. Listen, again, I'm I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a classic dude in the sense that I can't multitask. I was just so worried about making sure we got Mr. Backo on air that, you know, the bells and whistles yeah. fell by the wayside. But that's on like, me. Oh, man. Hand up. You know, we'll get better next week, even though next week's the end of the season. Yeah. You know, always whoa, improving. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, well, it's, it's the end of the season already? Okay, wow. Okay, right. I know. I'm putting the I, I hear you, Harbaugh. I hear you, Harbaugh. I, yeah, yeah. Living in your fears. Keep living in your fears I over there. I am living in my fears over here. But, Mr. Batco, what I wanted to ask you is, um, with the emergence of Akello Weatherspoon and his play, uh, or excuse me, Akello Witherspoon, the interceptions, the PBUs, just the overall confidence that we've been seeing from him, is there a chance we could see him have a legitimate role, a, a more increased role this Ravens game? Because I do feel like even though he produces, he doesn't get the ton of just – snaps starter minutes you know and that's what I want to know like do you think we were going to see some more of his role being expanded because of his play these past couple of weeks yeah I think so I mean you, you got to evaluate this guy in one more game I think that that would make sense you know he's not under contract for next year but you traded for him for a reason you, you obviously liked him if you were Kevin Colbert and, and Mike Tomlin and, and company in the scouting department so been a, a bright spot lately, for sure. I mean, he's, he's making plays on the ball, and he's still susceptible. He's having some lapses here and there. I'm not going to jump to conclusions that, oh, yeah, they got to bring this guy back uh, because of the, the stats that he's been racking up. I, I'm, I'm always cautioning, you know, people who listen to this show probably know, always cautioning to not overreact to the bad when you see it. So I'm not going to also overreact to the good. Uh, it took him a long while to fit in with this defense, and you know, there's probably a reason why two teams wanted to move on from him in the last 12 months. But, uh, yeah, at this point, with all the moving parts in the secondary, there's probably going to be a cost-benefit analysis between Akella Witherspoon, Joe Hayden, and the field that you're going to have to do this offseason if you're the Steelers. You know, they, they made that tough call last year with Steven Nelson, in a sense, and then outright cutting him, not just letting him walk in free agency. So we, we all know that cornerback has it's been a sore spot for these guys, they, they've had trouble uh, finding the right fits and the right mix there. Cam Sutton, uh, you know, arrows pointing up for him, but he's another guy who's uh, got a little bit of a backloaded contract. And, you know, I, I think right now uh, there's just a, a bunch of pieces to the puzzle. You're, you're going to have to figure out if you're the Steelers. And, you know, my bottom line is it's a nice thing uh, that Akella Witherspoon has gone and made himself uh, a potential piece of that puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. I think considering some of the absences. Justin Lane ain't it. You know, James Pierre, um, I'm not willing to write him off the same way that I just did with Lane. But, uh, you know, those were two guys you were hoping to see more from in 2021 and uh, just didn't really pan out. So with that being the case, though, I know we're still a little premature here. But just as of today, if you had to decide which one you would want to go forward with, obviously in terms of contract negotiations and extensions between Akella Witherspoon and Joe Hayden, which mm. one would you move with? Are you saying all things being equal or factoring what it's going to take uh, salary-wise? You could put a little bit of both in there. Let's do it both ways. If all yeah, things I, are equal. Okay. So I guess, yeah, all things being equal, I would still ride with the veteran guy in Joe Hayden. I, I don't think his play has slipped dramatically this year as, 
you know, I'll admit I, I thought it would. You know, I remember talking to you guys before the season. We were bandying about back and forth. Did, did they go and go to him and, and try to get him locked up for a couple more years with an extension? I said, no, uh, don't bet on an aging cornerback in that way. However, uh, I think he's been pretty solid still. Uh, and and I, you could even convince me that, um, you know, with, with the salary cap going up and the way you, you kind of want to keep this defensive core together, uh, maybe for a, a cheaper quarterback who can help you win next season, um, I, I would think long and hard about paying a little bit of a uh, premium to keep Joe Hayden over uh, paying a little bit less for a teller with us. I don't know that there's a scenario where maybe you do both. And, and I don't even know that it would make sense to do both because, you know, they're both outside only guys. I think even Cam Sutton has pretty much implied in the past that that's what he wants his role to be as well. And, and he's been solid in that role. So there, there's, there's probably two of the three at most that you keep from that group. And I'd do everything I can to, to keep rolling with Joe Hayden and, and Cam Sutton. But uh, like I said, it's, it's nice to have a teller with us soon as a, uh, as a plan B, if you will. Just another couple minutes here with our buddy Brian Backo, covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Hear him here on the show just about every single week. Uh, Monday night was certainly something down on the North Shore at Heinz Field, Mr. Backo. I saw um, you had a funny tweet the other day. Not even a funny t- I mean, not that – just one, just fun, the one. Funny, funny tweet just about how you can actually bet now on what Ben Roethlisberger's next job will be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, t- TV football analyst, podcast host, reality TV, unretires and plays again in the NFL, coaches in the NFL, coaches in the college ranks. Uh, as, as funny as that is, we can kick some of those around. My real question for you is, Monday night, the way that that all went down, the emotion post game, everything with his family, that that felt like the final chapter, right? We always know, hey, he could change his mind over the off season. Who knows? But that that felt like um, like it really was Ben's last game at Heinz Field as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yeah, man, it, it would be so weird if it wasn't. Like that right. would be um, one of the all time Twilight Zone sort of situations. And and I think you know Ben's been been doing this for so long, not just the football part, but the off-the-field part. He, he's become very media-savvy over the years, and as we all know, for better or worse, um, he has not been shy about getting out his message exactly the way that he wants it to be <laughs> interpreted. Um, and, and I think that that's really, you, you know, he's definitely handled it over not just the last week, uh, his comments last Thursday morning with the all signs pointing, Thing. He had to leave open the possibility of the playoffs still being there and uh, even winning the North still being there had the Bengals fallen on their face. Um, so, it, you know, he, he worded everything like that for a reason. He couched it for a reason, but uh, I don't think it was ever legitimately leaving the door open for a return. And then notice, too, that when he was, uh, you know, asked about the possibilities of someday coming back, the way that we've heard, Bill Rivers and Drew Brees get mentioned in that vein this season, and you know certainly all the Brett Favre sagas from, from years past. Uh, <laughs> you know, ben basically shut all of that down um, carefully, but but pretty definitively. So yeah, that that was it for him in Pittsburgh. Um, I guess you never say never, but to quote Mike Tomlin, never. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's not coming back. So hopefully, if you were there, you soaked it in. Well, I do have a uh, one final question before we ask you the. Big, heavy-hitting ah. question. Were you emotional on Monday night? Um, 
No, I, I wasn't. Um, I mean, you, you kind of get that drilled out of you uh, a little bit doing this job, I think. And, um, you know, I, I was definitely a guy who, who grew up, uh, you know, admiring Ben as a player for sure. And, you know, we've talked about it um, ad nauseum over the last, certainly over the last week, but really all season. If you have a certain age, which I am, which, which Wes is, which, you kind of are to an extent, Arthur, in terms of your Ooh, NFL. I say, what you trying to say, career. man? And when you came, well, what I'm trying to say, when you came in, you didn't know any other quarterback. Yeah, that very guy true. Yeah, um, and that's the same way it's been for Wes and I as as football fans. Um, Wes and me, I should say, living in Pittsburgh. Good journalist, um, Brian Backo. I, it annoys me when I make a grammatical mistake, either in print or verbally. So I'm not going to laugh the same yeah, way. I do it on Twitter. I do it on Twitter every day, and it drives way. me nuts like 10 minutes yes. later. Yes. Oh, man. I've got to be above the fray. Um, but, yeah. Varsity. You know, <laughs> as football fans growing up in, in Pittsburgh, you know, I, I can barely remember what it was like to watch Cordell Stewart and, and Tommy Maddox. All my most vivid memories of, of the Steelers center around Ben doing it. So uh, you, you get removed from those feelings a little bit, um, not just a little bit, a lot as a journalist. And, you know, that's kind of what my perspective was sitting in the press box. But, um, you know, it, it was definitely a sight to behold. And, and I thought, uh, you know, the energy around the stadium walking to it from where I parked it, 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 almost, it almost didn't even feel like a football game. It felt like a bunch of people – going to watch the last Elton John show or something. It was way more of a festival or an event than it was a charged playoff atmosphere. There, there was just an air of reverence, uh, you know, in the cool breeze at, at Heinz Field. So uh, it was memorable in a way. Um, I think it would have been more memorable had Ben played better. Um, but that, that's just, you know, that, that was a side note, really, to, to what the major story was. All right, Mr. Backo, we have kept you long enough. We appreciate your time, as always. Before we let you go, your prediction for Sunday, M&T Bank Stadium, likely the last for Ben Roethlisberger. Where it started, it ends. You know, life is cyclical out there at M&T Bank Stadium. How do you think Sunday is going to play out? Yeah, I mean, as I just alluded to, Ben did, didn't play well at all uh, on on Monday night. In fact, like you, know, you look at a lot of the numbers and – you know, the interceptions, for the most part, weren't there. there. There certainly could have been more if he would have you know, had more turnover plays. Uh, it, it would have stacked up as one of the worst games of his career. And that just doesn't inspire me with much confidence uh, in this one. So that's where I'm going with that. I think the Ravens send him out on a little bit of a, uh, of a dour note. And, you know, their, their defense does just enough. Their offense does just enough. And for the second week in a row, I'm going to pick a weird score. I'm going to go Ravens 16, Steelers 12. I think it's very possible that they do not uh, get the ball into the end zone in this one. Boo! Stone him. I know. All I Stone do him. Is, hey, last week I, I picked the Steelers to win. It gave you the exact uh, <laughs> correct margin of victory there with yep. the 12-point yep. uh, win. That's when you guys cold-called me. On Monday, I was, it was very so professional, right very of professional of us on Monday. Yes, it in a way. Backo, buddy, great stuff. Um, if this is the last time we do a game preview this year, you know we appreciate the he double hockey sticks out of you and the time you give us every week. And and obviously we'll we'll stay in touch throughout the off season. Moats and I are going to be doing the show three days a week during the off season, so we would still uh, love to have you. But thanks for everything as always, man. You're the best. We appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Another season in the books. 
Probably. Uh, we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Take care, buddy. There he goes. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He doesn't do cap. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. If you love us, make sure you're showing him love, too. Check out his work in the PG. Follow him on Twitter at Brian Backo. You know, that guy, though, they're saying all these saying all these good things about the Ravens. And, oh, they're going to win and they're going to spoil crazy. it for Ben. And, you know. It's nuts. You hear this? This is no touchdowns either. Journalistic who, integrity. Who, who that this, does that? No touchdowns. If he, knows, if he knows anything, this is a fact-based show, all right? And there's a fact on here that we don't have any journalistic integrity. And we're never biased. We are so biased that we're never biased. Right. Yes. I mean, obviously, you and we're I, the most we've never, worn, we've never worn black and gold glasses once in our life. Come on, man. I don't even, do you even have any Steeler gear in your closet? I mean, what? I think I got like a hat, maybe a t-shirt. I might have like a scarf that was like a Christmas present from Pollyanna. All right, Arthur Motes, I'm going to do something right now. Whoa. That might not be viewed as journalistically. Oh. Proper. Actually, I don't know. I don't think I'm violating any rules. But you asked a great question to Brian Backo there that I want to now ask you in return. Mm -hmm. You're Kevin Colbert and company, mm -hmm. and maybe not Kevin Colbert because you're talking about ending one chapter and going on to the next. Who, who knows maybe exactly what that looks like? We know he's been going year to year. Haven't heard anything in that regard. Don't want to speculate, but worth pointing out as well, too. But let's say for now you're Kevin Colbert and company because we know uh, – Mr. Colbert, for as brilliant as he is and as great as his track record is, he doesn't make all the decisions on his own. It's, it is a, it's a committee of people. Mike Tomlin's very involved in those conversations as well, too, when it comes to draft picks, free agents, contracts, all that stuff. Witherspoon or Hayden? For me, I'm leaning Witherspoon. I just like the youth. Um, it's still early, though, for me. That's the only part. But depending on Joe's number, I personally feel like I could probably get a Kello at maybe half that cost. That's a big and kicker. And still be able to go get somebody else because I know Batco, he was very confident in Hayden and Cam Sutton. I'm not as confident. I do feel like with both of those guys, they've benefited from just the long foul balls where you see seeing a guy get burnt and it was just a bad throw. We've seen that too many times a little bit with both of those guys mm -hmm. at various ports of this season. That's the part for me where I'm just like, I don't want to hang my hat on overthrows I don't want to hang my hat on oh he's just going to miss that throw it's not going to hit him because eventually they do start to hit and when they start to hit it's going to look like what we saw a little bit with James Pierre where initially he was kind of getting saved he's bailed out you really didn't see it until it happened and then once it started happening you're like oh mm -hmm. man this is not what we wanted to be that's the part where I'm like I would much rather bring in or keep Akello because he's shown at least a floor that he can run with those guys athletically. He has the size. Cam Sutton, his biggest challenge is always his athletic ability because he's not as fast, nor does he have the same size as your outside corner. So even though he's fundamentally sound and that is why he's able to play out there, it's hard for him to necessarily excel out there sure, sure. because he doesn't have the just the athletic, or not the, just the, uh, the physical uh, attributes that you need to play out there on the perimeter. It's, it's like me as a, a edge rusher. Could I play three technique? Yes, I could coach it up and tell you how to align in it and play with great technique and effort, but it's not going to matter when that 300-pound guard fires off and hits me in the mouth. Right. It's just certain things like, yeah, right. you can have all these checked off, but you physically you can be mentally do not have as, that. Yeah. Physically, Kim does not have 4-2, or 4-4 speed. That's just the nature of it. But he understands how to make up for it, but to play on the perimeter – 
that's very tough. Even with Marlon Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey a little bit faster, but has better size. Mm-hmm. So that's how he can be a lot more physical with those receivers, and it really doesn't show, you know, that he doesn't have that top yeah, end yeah. speed. No, absolutely. Cam doesn't have that either in terms of being able to say, okay, I don't have the speed, but I can just big boy and be physical, get hands on you. Right. So those are the reasons why for me, I'm like, I would, I, I still want to keep Cam Sutton. Don't get, I'm not saying I don't want to keep it. I'm saying I don't want to just go into next season saying Cam Sutton and Joe Hayden are my outside corners. I think Cam Sutton <clears throat> is a way better interior corner, but if you put Joe Hayden on the outside, Keller on the outside, and then Sutton on the inside, or you switch Joe Hayden out with another, you know, veteran guy that you could get, or if you drafted a guy, I still feel like that, I would feel a lot more comfortable with it that way. But what about you? Because it's still early. That's my other thing. It's still really early right now, but that's my initial thought process. What about you, though? Uh, look at you. I never thought I'd hear you say it's still early. It's never early, Arthur Motes. We got to accomplish no, 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 these no, no, things. No, 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 See, it's early for agency. No, it's I, early for those moves. I know. Eh. It's just funny because I was I, telling you it's early all summer and now it's nah, a different but, way. But, but no, no, no. But see, it wasn't early. When you're talking this summer. It's not early. That's not early. If, if we're it, talking right now, that's right. early. <laughs> we, we, we talk about like in the summer, we would say if you're coming to training camp to get in shape. Too late. Have, is, you've already lost the season. Too late. You have already lost the season. Four weeks is not enough to get you prepared to play football. You have had to been working your tail off way before that to go out here and play football. Like at a high Casey level. Hampton days like, aren't happening anymore. Not at all, man. Not at all. So that's why we're not getting Oh, man, it's this day one of training camp. They got to No, the heck they don't. No, no, no. You, you better be think, going right now. It's four weeks, and they're going to have off days. They're going to have days they ain't in pads, like traveling travel days. for preseason like, games Man, that stuff. is not yeah. a lot of time. Motsi, I'm, I'm with you. I think my – I don't think. I know my answer is Witherspoon, and I, I know that that's a, that's a risk. A, you know, when, when it's not like he has put you know, 16 games of, of film together. He, at some points in this season, didn't even get a helmet, I believe, on a couple mm-hmm. game days for the Steelers. But for me, it's, it's as simple as what you just said. Joe Hayden will be 33 by the time the Steelers report to training camp. Uh, Witherspoon will be 27. That's a six-year difference. Six years in football years, Arthur Motes. That might as well be. That's like dog years. (laughs) I was about to say them dog years, Those are are dog years. That's what you always tell me, too. Without a doubt, those are dog years. Considering that, you know, Joe Hayden, this is is likely his next contract will probably be his last. I don't think he's going to take a penny less. I don't think he's going to take any type of discounts, nor should he. That's his right. That's his prerogative. He's earned that over his his very successful uh, NFL career. But for me... I, I echo everything you just said. Witherspoon, especially when you consider the cost, just feels like the safer bet. Because we all agree right now, Joe Hayden is the best corner on this team. But, you know, availability is also a real thing. And and he just, at his age, some more injury stuff has cropped up. I, I think that if you are really going to start to transition this thing, um, Joe Hayden is one of the guys that you have to say the tough goodbye to. Yeah. I mean, and that is a part of the game. But... You would much rather you let him leave a year too soon. 100%. Then you pay him. 100%. And we have him here a year too long. 100%. That's Especially, what you can't have. And at that position, we know. It's, the sh- it's like running back. Yes. You can drop off a cliff real quick. Like what he's been able to do like to this stage is great that he's been able to slow that burn mm-hmm. down. But, man, you just you just know you're a year away. And you just don't know what year that is, if right. it's next year or if it's the year after that. But you know it's right there. Whereas with the Kello, it's different. With the Kello, you have the untapped potential. You have what Batco talks about. Man, okay, he had success in San Fran, but yet he had left to go to Seattle to get paid. But then he went to get paid and didn't win the job. Right. So then they right. traded him to us. Right. 
So it's like, man, you're seeing a guy that has moved around a little bit, but at the same time, you also see when he's playing with confidence at all three locations. Well, not necessarily Seattle because he didn't have those, like, games. It was preseason. Sure, sure. But you look at him in San Fran. When he's playing with confidence, he looks like a starting corner. You see him when he plays with confidence with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He looks like a starting corner. He's shown that he has a natural ability to turn the ball over as well, something that we don't take lightly here. Mm-hmm. Splash. And I'm not going to lie, just the the history of the Steelers with corners. Talked about it. Cam Sutton's the last guy that they've drafted that they actually re-signed. Think about how many misses they've had. It's the opposite of the wide receiver position. So for me, I'm like, if we know we operate better with our secondary through the open market, free agency and trading for players and stuff like that, well, you've hit again. Mm-hmm. You did it with Joe Hayden. You did it with Mika Fitzpatrick. You did it with Akello right now. Akello has shown that he's better than James Pierre. He's better than Justin Lane. You. Yeah. you did it with Steven Nelson, too, uh, absolutely. honestly. You did it. Yeah. It's like, why why mess it up? If yeah. that is your method of finding secondary players, it's nothing wrong with that. It yeah. doesn't always have to be through the draft. You can't build every position right. through the draft. There's so, only so many picks. So when I think of that, I'm like, man, why don't you go ahead and, you know, show this guy that I'm ready to go ahead and go past the I'm liking your, I'm liking your pitches on social media. Let's go ahead and start messaging. Let's start, let's, let's let's start go having, on a date, hey, you know, you know, Let me go grab some ice cream. What, what you doing next Friday? You know, that, that that's the stage I think we should start to move to with the Keller. We don't got to marry him just yet. I'm not saying this long-term big money deal, but I do think a two- or three-year bridge little, deal. Yeah. What they gave Cam Sutton. Yes. They, and then they gave worst Cam case Sutton. scenario, if it doesn't work out, you, you're not exactly killing yourself. Exactly what they gave Cam Sutton. They gave Cam Sutton, what, two for nine, essentially front-loaded. So, hey, if you ball out, man, it's going to really balloon up for you. Excuse me, back-loaded. So, if you ball, it's really going to balloon up for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if not, we'll 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 go we our separate ways, Absolutely. and there won't and be huge fine. penalties to the cap. Absolutely, yeah, that's the that's the smart way to do business. That's how I look at it because to me, I've seen enough from him that he's intrigued me. I've Agreed. seen enough from him that I'm willing to say, you know what? Agreed. I want to see more of this. Totally agree. And I just want it. I would hate to think that we let him go because we decided to stay with Joe at this stage in Joe's career. And like I said, if Joe comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I'll take way way less," that's different. Sure. But for Joe, what's the incentive in that? Nothing. You you played well again. Absolutely. You showed that you deserve to get paid. We're just saying that we don't think that in this situation, going with you over this younger guy is the best move for Pittsburgh right now. And that's because it's like it's not a knock on what Joe's been able to do or his talent. It's just the business element of it. That's part of the reason why he left uh, Cleveland. A hundred percent. You know, <laughs> Motsi, if, if we all thought that the Steelers were going to be legitimate Super Bowl yeah. contenders next year, maybe it's a different conversation. But I think we all agree it's it's there's there needs to be a little reboot. There's going to be a little rebuild period, as always happens when you see your franchise quarterback, future Hall of Famer uh, exit stage right or stage left, whichever side you prefer. It doesn't matter to me. But what say you? Witherspoon or Hayden on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body 52. Duh. We'll get to all your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions on the other side. We'll finish up three things Thursday. And also, Arthur Motes, you know, this is our last Steelers Blitz show of the week. I'm gonna be, we're going to be doing some in-the-locker-room stuff with Wolf at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you know i got to sing a song. I can't Here leave the go. people hanging for what could potentially be the last Here We Go song of the season. So just to be safe, Here we go. we're going to get it in on a Thursday. How about that? We'll do all that. I like that. you get spontaneous. We'll do all that. <laughs> Woo! Keeping you on your toes, baby. Right around the corner, he's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR.